Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, Philip talks about why he's not a big fan of the just passively invest with the index fund strategy, why so many internet gurus preach about this strategy, and his opinion on a better investing strategy. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. I, I polled a couple of clients on my email list that listen to the podcast frequently, and they thought it'd be a good idea to have a weekly podcast live Q and A uh, on Zoom and a recap of the episodes and just what's going on in the market in the world economically. So I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to have the first one Friday on the 10th. So check it out the way you're going to find out about it and get the zoom link is you have to be part of the email list if you're not part of my email list you won't get the zoom link and you're going to miss it how do you join my email list go to stonehillwealthmanagement.com download a free copy of retirement investing 101 or of the pdf of the bitcoin paper i did right at the beginning so check it out don't miss it and join the list talk to you soon all right Today's episode, I'm probably going to make a lot of folks mad on this episode, and it's never my intention, but I can only speak truth. And I thought about titling the episode, Index Funds Are a Scam, just to really ruffle some feathers. And hey, I don't even know what I'm titled it yet, but I might even put that just for, for a hyperbole to get folks to listen. But I'm noticing... A lot of YouTube videos, a lot of uh, everyday investors extolling the virtues of index fund investing. And for my clients listening, you know, the, you know, they, they know that I like to use exchange traded funds or ETFs to build portfolios for clients. And so it, it, it may sound like I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth, but I'm actually not. So let's. Let's let's kind of break down why I'm not a a huge fan of just the traditional index fund passive only investing philosophy, and, and so you 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 have to go to the history of the philosophy. Right? The history was hey, like back in the day when this came out, it became a you know big idea in the early '70s. Uh, the founder of Vanguard, Jack Bogle, did a study and saw that most investors, most American stock, mutual fund managers investing in American stocks didn't beat the, 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 the market index. And the market index, which is an index of 500 largest companies in the U.S. Um, and they were like, hey, if you just bought the 500 largest companies in the U.S. in proportion to its market cap weighting, you would have beat most managers out there net, net of fees. And the, the rationale is just, you know, the fees were so expensive and the market as a whole is smarter than uh, individuals, and, and there are so many options. It's just is. Oh, and by the way, and and there were a small amount of managers who who did beat the market. But you, as an investor, you, your ability to pick those managers in advance with foresight is difficult. So your best option is to just buy the S and P five hundred, 
And it puts the odds of you beating out the more expensive managers over time because index funds were significantly lower cost than, than buying an actively managed mutual fund, right? And that part is undisputable. But what happens in every industry is like things get complex. The, you know, at that time, I mean, you had like the S&P 500 index fund. That's really, <laughs> that was really it. But now you fast forward and there are like <laughs> almost as many ETFs as there are individual stocks. And there's not just US ETFs. And, and, and y'all, when I say ETFs or exchange traded funds, which is the same thing as saying exchange traded index funds, I'm speaking of the same thing, right? An ETF is just an index fund that trades on the stock market exchange as opposed to once a day like index funds do. So I'll use it interchangeably. But you know, there's lots of different ETFs that, that you can use. And so that's where the breakdown happens. The breakdown happens if somebody says, yeah, you know, I'm gonna, I should just only invest my money in, in, in index funds. I'm like, okay, well, how much do you put in US in the SP 500 index fund? Do you even wanna own that index fund? How much do you put in the value index fund? How much do you put in the emerging market index fund? How much do you put in the cannabis stocks index fund? How much do you put in XYZ index fund? And so the, the problem comes with just saying, well, um, maybe I should just only buy the S&P 500 index fund, right? Which is like a terrible idea for the next 10 years, in my personal opinion, for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, but the biggest reason is just at U.S. stock asset prices are priced to earn nothing over the next 10 years. So that's where the breakdown occurs is, hey, with, with all these options, you know, when people say I only invest in index funds, and okay, then what do you do? And so what ended up happening was the industry then created these target date funds, right? They said, hey, okay, it got more complex, but why don't we just have these target date retirement funds where you put your money into it and then we will package up the index funds together in a portfolio for you so you don't have to worry about what percentage goes into which. And so Vanguard and other big companies did that as well. And that's a better solution than trying to pick it on your own I don't doubt it. It's an inexpensive package portfolio. But now we intersect into a world where the world is completely changing. And so as my longtime listeners know, you know, I've talked multiple times about this being a period of time where we're moving from uh, horse and buggies to electric vehicles. We're moving from oil and gas to alternative energy. We're moving from banks to digital wallets, right? We're moving you know, we're moving from newspaper, radio, television to OTT, podcasting, YouTube, social media. When we're already there, but it's it's getting bigger and bigger. And so the world is changing significantly. And you have a whole lot of companies that are uh, getting money from index fund investors, target day fund investors, 401k investors who invest in these index funds. And they're just passively feeding money to companies that are worthless. And that creates opportunity for people who are not just blindly passive and are looking at the world changing and making bets accordingly. Let me give you a specific example. Western Union. Western Union has for decades, probably over a century, been the way to send money across the world. And they take a big hefty fee for doing that. Well, if you listen to any of my episodes about the uh, Lightning Network, you'll find out that you can send money across the Lightning Network 
for basically free, like a fraction of a penny in, in Satoshi's, which is a, a smaller domination of Bitcoin. And it's instant, right? It's fast. And you, you can do an enlightened network. So basically like Western Union's dead, right? All the stuff you see about other countries adopting Bitcoin. You know, if, if, if you have family in another country and you want to send them money, don't send the rest of the union. A, they take the big fee. Then B, if it's a country where there's not a strong financial sector, like people literally get robbed going to the Western Union spot to pick up the money uh, on their way back. And But with the Lightning Network, you can put it on the phone, send it directly, and it gets to them on their uh, on their phone. And so you have all these revolutionary technologies that are uh, changing the game. And if you look at the stock of Western Union, it's gone nowhere for five years, right? And the only reason it hasn't just sunk to the bottom with all this new fintech, you know, because Lightning Network is one idea, but you, you, you also have like, other payment tools like WhatsApp and other things that um, allow people to pay uh, and get a cheaper deal. But Western Union has only been supported by the passive investment flows. But in the short term, the market is a voting machine. In the long term, it's a weighing machine. Eventually, that dog ain't going to be able to hunt and it is going to uh, be a reckoning. And so as a active investor, if you weren't just passively investing your money into well, if you are passively investing your money into Western Union, into a index fund that owns Western Union, that's costing a little bit of money. Now, granted, it's not a huge part of the portfolio, so it's not going to significantly impact you. But what I'm saying is, we're looking at shifts where let me let me let me switch it a different way. Something something like 40, 50 percent of the market cap of the S and P 500 is like less than four five companies, four or five companies, right? The fame, and so. You know, the other 495 companies, right? And I'm including Tesla too. Tesla's uh, maybe like a six company in there that's doing well. But like outside of those, you know, you, you got like 490 something companies that are not holding their weight. So why would you own the index, right? If you, if you, if you dissect it and you can look at it and you can say, okay, the theme is digital wallets over banks. Okay, maybe I want to get all these banks out of here right? Uh, fossil fuels over oil and gas, right? Let me get all these terrible oil and gas companies out of here, right? If you understand the themes, you can build your portfolio in a way where you underemphasize the stuff that's going to die and overemphasize the stuff that's going to win, right? And again, assuming you did your homework, right? The first time. And so this is one of the big reasons why I'm just not a fan of blind passive investing. Now, now hear me out. It's okay to, to own, like I like to think of portfolios and a core portfolio. So your core portfolio might be a globally diversified portfolio that owns everything similar to a target date mutual fund, but you might overlay that with, so maybe that 60% of your portfolio and you might put the other 30, 40% of your money in like the, the active bets that are betting on the future because you've, you've done your homework. And this my belief, that's a better way to build a portfolio because again, we know Western Union is a garbage company right? We know that banks are probably in a low interest rate environment as well. Banks don't do well and, a, and an environment where um, everything's going digital, right? That's just who wants to, I mean, how much are you going to make money? How much money are you going to make investing in the Bank of America over the next decade? How much money are you going to make in Exxon <laughs> over the next decade, right? Those are big components of the S&P 500. You know, S&P 500 is, is, is one of the largest components of a target date index fund. So if you're blindly I, you know, my buddy who asked me this has a has a martial arts academy. I learned from him. 
I haven't lost a fight yet. He has some great fighters come out of there. He had a great track record. So did, so does his wife, who, who also uh, practiced. And, and one thing they're really good at is they have a they have a phenomenal system for fighting, uh, and they teach you how to fight uh, versus just teaching combos, right? And and one thing that we joke about together is a lot. Most people who teach Muay Thai just teach combos, and to each its own. But I feel like teaching combos not teaching people how to think, right? It's just something easy to teach and easy for somebody to learn, you know, but like, like routinely like beat guys up who only learn combos because they never learn how to fight. And so that's how I feel like um, investing in um, index funds uh, and why you see so much of it being taught on the internet is it's easy to teach, especially somebody who doesn't understand uh, economics, doesn't understand how to uh, uh, analyze trends. Um, it's not a super experienced investors. They can make a lot of money teaching people on the internet uh, invest in index funds because like it makes sense. Like it's it is a really good alternative for investing outside of trying to do it yourself. But if you really want to level up your game and you want to be a above average investor, right? Then you want to learn how to put together a portfolio actively and actively build a portfolio. And again, you can use ETFs, but I'm just saying like blindly putting your money into a target date fund where it prepackages it for you or putting all your money into an S&P 100 index fund, there's better ways to do it, right? Better, Way better ways to do it if you know how to analyze markets or if you have a team that understands that, right? Here's the big reason why my clients hire me. Like I'll, I'll talk to them about my thesis and they'll go, Philip, that makes complete sense. Everything you told me about the future makes sense. So let me let you paint your masterpiece. Here's my money. Right. And go ahead and paint it based on your thesis. Because uh, I believe you. Like it makes sense. I don't know how to allocate what percentage to what or what are the best ETFs to find to express that view. But that's what you do. So go do what you do. Right. And so that's another alternative. Wink, wink. But that's the deal. And let me let me finish it with this. If you just want a simple way to invest and you don't want to worry about all that, and you don't want to hire a wealth manager. Then just go buy a prepackaged target date fund. It's it's going to be better than you doing it on your own, uh, or or have or, or or lazily doing it. Just understand that there's a high probability uh, that the returns of passive investing over the next 20, 30 years is not going to be what it was over the last 20, 30 years because the world's changing a lot, and there's a low supply of money that is investing in the new world and in the holy grail of making money is put your money in a place where there's a low supply today for that money, but there's going to be a high demand for the investments that you're investing in in the future, right? And so if you believe that digital wallets are going to be the future, we're going to be uh, moving to um, fossil fuels. I'm sorry, away from fossil fuels to renewables in the future. If the workplace is changing significantly, if how we live, work and play is changing significantly, if the monetary system is changing significantly, right, then you understand that a lot of these investments that we're investing into passively through these passive funds are not going to make the most money over the next 10, 20, 30 years. And, and there's, there's, there's a small amount of money in those areas right now. And you have to unhook a big part of your passive portfolio to gain access to the returns of these game-changing uh, investment 
opportunities. Hope that helps you. Enjoy your day. Weekly, I'm recording advanced planning ideas with my advanced planning idea episode sponsors, John Thurman, CEO of Access Financial, and Allison Rife Martin, CEO of Rife Martin CPAs. We're going to talk about uh, advanced financial planning ideas that we see our financially successful clients use to grow and protect your wealth. Tune in weekly. On the episode, you'll see it'll be titled Advanced Planning, so you know which episodes are the advanced planning episodes. Uh, if you have any specific thoughts, questions, or ideas you, you want brought up on the Advanced Planning Ideas episodes, feel free to tweet me at ask underscore Philip uh, or reach out to any of my guests. They'll put their information in each episode for more questions and more thoughts and things that you want to share on, on the episodes. Enjoy your day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.